0: Enjoy the inspiration and the introspection on The River Rain Show. Hi there, I'm Catherine Allen. I'm your host and I'm a clairvoyant medium, astrologer, and I'm the author of a book called A Little Bit of Intuition. On The River Rain Show, I like to help empower people. I like to help you go deeper. I like to help you think of things in a new way that might shift your paradigm. A lot of people feel that they're on a crossroads, uh, when they come to spiritual things. And I like to help you by taking you a little bit into your truer feelings, trusting your gut about your situation, helping you with how to make healthy decisions when you're at these crossroads, all with the perspective or the lens of metaphysical and spiritual information that comes with it. So I play a wide variety of music from all different eras. I might play some um, TV show themes. I might read some poetry or some quotes, all meant to consolidate the theme and to empower you to trust yourself. When you trust yourself, your life will flow. The more you learn to trust yourself more intimately, The more your life will flow and the more the magic will happen, and that's what I genuinely want for everybody. So welcome to the River Rain Show. to the River Rain Show. Tonight, we're going to talk all about Gen X. That's my generation. So we're talking about um, people born um, pretty much 1965. Actually, no, I'd have to look. It could even be 1960. Um, All the way up to about 1979. Some, some sites are telling me 1965 to 79, some are a little earlier. <clears throat> but it's basically those of us who grew up um, in a particular way when there was a particular kind of shift going on with uh, our family lives, with structure of society, with economics. It's a sort of interesting generation, and I've been connecting to people on... Um, on TikTok who are playing the music of Gen X talking about, you know, do you remember these things, these toys, these and, you know, we were the latchkey kids. We were the kids where our mom went back to work and sort of broke out of that 1950s model, that uh, sort of Archie Bunker show leave it to beaver model and our moms went back to work and a lot of the time both parents were, uh, were working and The dual-income generation was born, you know? Either because they wanted to get ahead or because they had to. And, um, so a lot of us were those kids who came home after school and fixed our own, got ourselves home somehow, fixed our own supper, (laughs) made our own lunches or whatever have you, and then Mom came home. Um, we also didn't have seatbelts. Yeah, I remember when the seatbelt laws came in. Um, I'm born in 69 and I believe the seatbelt laws probably came in when I was around, maybe between eight and 10 years old maybe, before then it was optional. Um, There were also um, just lots of playing outside, you know, and some of the stuff that we did, that by standards now they'd be horrified. nobody would let you do it. But you know if you remember uh, those those metal sort of circular things that used to be in the park, it was just a it was just a metal circle that would spin in the center and you'd stand on it and uh, it had bars to hang on to and somebody would pump it and spin as fast as you could. There was nothing holding you in there. Like they were pretty dangerous or like I remember falling off the monkey bars, stuff like that um, so there was, there was sort of this feeling of, like, a, it's a bit, in a way, like, of neglect, and, and on the other hand, it's sort of like, you're on your own, kid, do what you want, and so the saying goes, you know, Gen X sort of turned out to be sort of that cynical generation, in a sense, and I've got other theories on why. I think it's, it's not just the, um, that shift to like, whatever, learn it by yourself, take risks, go play outside, don't, go do things that are considered dangerous now. Um, a mix of sort of parental neglect, you know, from the, the silent generation or the boomers, depending who you were raised by. And, but it's also the fact that when, when a lot of Gen X graduated from college or university, you know, we were given the impression by our earlier generation parents that this was some sort of guaranteed economic uh, stability to a job, to buy, buying a house, settling down, all that stuff. And there was all this pressure on us to do it early in life or by a certain age that they did it. And our generation, just that rug was pulled out. We went into recessions. We uh, Everything started to to deregulate. Um, and so a lot of a lot of things sort of dismantled and there were not we didn't have those secure job offers we didn't we went to school came out with our degrees and went huh and then had to work at something that had nothing to do with our qualifications or um, and things just continued along those lines to where you get millennials now who see the world and the economy and, and their priorities completely differently. But the Gen Xers, we all had the expectation that we were gonna end up living what our boomer parents did, and then the rug was ripped out. So you get, I think that's why you get a bit of a cynical generation that doesn't, as they say, doesn't trust, doesn't trust authority automatically sort of knows how to be a bit like a loner or the introvert. It's sort of funny because it's a lot of people are observing that uh, Gen X was sort of like almost some of the best people prepared to handle this pandemic because we're used to just sort of uh, doing things on our own and entertaining ourselves. And we're not getting too wrapped up in either direction by the rules imposed. Um, So it's very, you know, these are just general little things I've been seeing. So I wonder how many of you out there fit into Gen X. As I said, I think I personally think it's probably more like 1960 or 1961, up to 79. 79 even seems a bit late. But it could fit. So if you grew up listening to tv shows and music in the 70s and 80s maybe early 90s as your formative time you might enjoy tonight's show with i'm gonna play whack of mix of music and old commercials and i'll just share like little memories of what it was like growing up and what it's like to be a Gen Xer. Maybe you can relate. If you can, maybe you want to write to me afterwards or message me, you can always go to river-rain.com or find me on Facebook at Catherine Allen, or clairvoyant medium, Catherine Allen. All right, so here's our first song, our next song to kick off today's show. Enjoy.
1: we have reached the winter of our discontent.
0: I'm uh, making this documentary about my friends. but It's really about people who are trying to find their own identity without having any real role models or heroes or anything.
2: And it seems like your friends would be perfect for that.
3: I truly believe that if we can get two women on the Supreme Court, we can get at least one on you,
1: Sam. I lost my job. Why did you get a job at Burgerama? I was valedictorian of my university.
4: Well, you don't have to put that down on your application.
1: Do you have any idea what it means to be a cashier at Wiener Schnitzel? There you go, sir. And have a tune, wiener dude. A couple of smokes, a cup of coffee, and a little bit of conversation. You and me and five bucks.
0: You got it. He's strange, he's sloppy, he's a total nightmare for women. I can't believe I haven't slept with him yet. Are you religious? I guess I'm
2: uh, a non-practicing Jew.
3: Hey, I'm a non-practicing virgin. Did he dazzle you with his extensive knowledge of mineral water? He's not a yuppie.
1: What is your glitch, huh? My glitch?
3: Then why are you acting like a
1: jealous boyfriend all of a sudden? Hi!
2: You look beautiful. You you look like you look like a doily. Ooh.
0: capture.
1: As a kid, the closest you could get me to a fish was the aquarium. Now, thanks to McDonald's, I'm the expert. You see, most fish is not government-inspected, but all McDonald's fish is U.S. government-inspected grade A. And it's all prime white filet. No fish cakes, not ground up, not mixed with other fish. It's a filet of fish. The best-selling fish sandwich in America. Tell him your nickname, Henry. They call me Jaws. Quality you can taste.
2: Look
3: what happens when you buy three boxes of Purina Cat Chow. You get one box free. Purina Cat Chow, Cha chow, chow, chow. Buy three bags of Purina Cat Chow and get a coupon good for one bag free. Purina Cat chow chow, chow, chow. No matter what size you buy, you can mail in proof of purchase and get a coupon good for one free. Purina
1: Cat Chow, chow chow. So buy any three Purina Cat Chow now and get one free. All over the world, the word for great coffee flavor is Nescafe. We're the world's favorite brand of instant coffees. In America, Nescafe's great flavor comes two ways. We're the
3: world's best-selling
1: tool. Nescafe regular in the red label.
3: If Nescafe can please
1: the whole wide world. And now Nescafe decaffeinated in the green label. We can sure please you. Same kind of flavor. Nescafe regular, Nescafe decaffeinated. What's your pleasure?
0: bring back flashbacks for you? <laughs> I know they sure do for me. So I found this uh, very Gen X quote. I mean, if you live this growing up, you'll know what I mean. And it'll tell you for sure you're part of this generation. Uh, this is somebody on Twitter saying, remember the horror when you would sleep over at a friend's house and watch a DVD together, but your friend falls asleep first then the movie's over and you don't know how to turn the TV off. So you're stuck listening to the main menu loop over and over again. <laughs> I remember that. I do. I remember sleepovers. I remember DVD players when they were new. And I remember like not knowing how to use the remote controllers. Find the, just find things <laughs> like we forget now because we are such a tech savvy society. We forget that a lot of this was completely new. Um, And a lot, and just give yourself credit for the huge learning curve that you had to go through if you are not, um, you know, millennial and you did not grow up immersed in technology. Like it's quite the learning curve we went through, isn't it? So the other thing I wanted to see, I wanted to, I found some interesting other things about Gen X here. see if you remember some of these games that we used to play this will tell you mastermind remember mastermind operation oh my lord do you remember that game where it's like a like the board i believe was like metal and it had a body lying on it and then it actually had a little thing where you could a little light and if you if you tried to remove you had to remove the little bones and the little pieces that were inside the template of the body with little t- tongs or, or surgical instruments, and if you touch the sides, then a light would, would flicker or show up. Oh my gosh. So funny. Uh, card game. Yes, you know. Any oh Lord, we played so much of that. I don't remember how now, but it was pretty simple. But oh my god, did we play card games back in the 70s. What else? Clue. Oh, yes. Clue is a classic. Boggle. Did anybody play Boggle? Do you remember that? You had all of these letters on dice, and it it came in a sort of a square grid with all of your letters, and then a, a cover, a casing. You had to shake it up and then find all these words as fast as you could. Battleship. Do you remember that? Those ads, you sank my battleship. <laughs> And it would show two kids sitting face to face with, you know, what's funny, the whole the the shape of the battleship toy, it actually looks like a laptop. It's the same shape. And the people would sit as if they were in two facing laptops, but they were putting little pegs on the board, um, like strategy. All right. What other games do you remember? Oh, my Lord, the the magic eight ball. Do you remember that? This giant 8-ball was about the size of, well, you could find them in different sizes, but size of maybe like a small orange or apple. And then the dice that was floating inside said, yes, no, maybe, try again. <laughs> Stuff like that. And you'd spend all day asking these divination questions before we knew that what it was called. Okay. Smash ball. Oh yes, remember that? It's like a ping pong, um, racket with a ball and a string with elastic attached to it. And basically, you know, could never, the ball could never quite get away from you, but you have to smack it as much as possible. The Rubik's Cube, of course, of course, we all remember and know Rubik's Cubes. I remember doing the Rubik's Cube as a kid and my brother and, uh, he could do it so fast. He could do the Rubik's Cube in under a minute. And then I remember challenging him to do the Rubik's Cube with his feet. (laughs) And he actually solved the Rubik's Cube with his feet as well. So we, anyway, this is what we did. We didn't have video games. We didn't have uh, computers to play on. We weren't allowed to watch TV all day long. Our mothers would kick us outside and say, go outside, get off the TV, go, go get fresh air, go run. You know, we would go out. We were sent outside to run around um, and you know, play tag or whatever, or get into mischief until dinner time. We were sent outside when they just didn't want to hear anything more of us, you know? Go exhaust yourself outside. We, uh, we found things in the yard. We found things in the fields, depending where you lived. We, you know, we, uh, we'd create games out of whatever we could find. So we're pretty creative, resourceful bunch because we weren't just plunked in front of a computer screen all day long and um yeah that was a big part of growing up for me was being outside now tinker toys oh my gosh does anyone remember tinker toys so they're like little wooden disc it sort of looks almost like the like a small cookie and then there were small holes drilled in all the way around and then you had these wooden sticks that were like long cylinders and they were all painted all different colors and you would stick the wooden sticks into these cylinders so you could either make wheels so you could make you know you could make a little uh, car that rolled or you could make like a spoke um like a like an old fashioned wheel or you could you could build uh square structures it was very architectural i remember that oh yeah so Generation X, it says here, we expanded, the influences on Generation X are expanded technology, Microsoft and Apple, uh, more violence that we saw, more gangs, more diversity, climbing divorce rates. That's very true. We grew up with the values that we were supposed to marry, get married, stay together forever. Like I said, Leave it to Beaver was our, we, we used to watch Little House on the Prairie, leave it to beaver. And we were taught that that's how marriage is. And that's how family is. And then all of a sudden, you had people divorcing, splitting up two parent families. And there was a lot of, there was still a lot of pain and a lot of taboo about divorce or being a child of divorce. It's not like now. The latchkey home life, like I mentioned before, getting, uh, getting home, making your own supper, having the keys, staying home alone, unattended, You know, that was us. MTV was born, oh yes. MTV and the whole music video thing that started. I remember my brother waking me up at three in the morning because this was near I grew up near Toronto, so we used to get um it was called City City TV and it was there were only music videos that were playing at about three in the morning till about six six or seven in the morning on one particular channel. So he used to come wake me up so we could listen to them. The dot-com boom and the dot-com bust. Yes. We were raised on Sesame Street. Yes, we were. Sesame Street was one of our big Sesame Street, the Muppet Show. I'm going to play some TV shows after, themes after this one. Uh, also, we we were the um, our first scare or wake up call or the AIDS epidemic was was a huge part of Gen X. I remember them talking to us about uh, AIDS as early as um, hmm, 83, 84, something like 1983 or 84. So we grew up that that colored a, a lot of us and sort of um, I think for for my age group, if we hit the teen our teens you know, around the, well, regardless, if you grew up as a teenager or young, young adult with AIDS as a fear that changed a lot of the sexual revolution behavior that of the previous generation characteristics. Well, we're skeptical. We're globally concerned. We're tech savvy. We're concerned about safety and security, and we are fiercely independent. Yes, we are. Our values are flexibility, mobility, security, and friendships. That's so true. When you are a latchkey kid, you know, when mom and dad are sort of in another generation in their heads, where kids maybe are seen and not heard, uh, where they're off working and you're at home alone, where they're busy making supper or cleaning the house so you go outside and play, your whole thing was all about your siblings and your friends. That's for sure. So let's play a couple of these uh, old TV show themes and see if you remember how many of these you used to watch as a kid.
3: The price for finding me was losing you Memories help me hide my lonesome feeling Far away from you and feeling low It's getting late, my friend, my love, I miss you so Take good care of you, I've got to go In a while, I'm a WKRP in Cincinnati.
0: was the theme from mash great show right amazing show very real very funny but also very real WkRP the theme from Star Trek the theme from Saint elsewhere the instrumental one you remember that one of the first hospital dramas that became just like huge for what at least a decade after that yeah. And then, of course, Welcome Back, Cotter. Who didn't watch Welcome Back, Cotter? Vinnie Barbarino. Ah, oh, I had such a crush on him when I was a kid. My God, I thought he was just, like, the sexiest thing ever. Anyway. <laughs> so, let's take a look at what else, uh, sort of defines Gen X. Now. A few characteristics I find interesting. Pardon me, and I found this on um, just called About.com guide. So we are better educated than the boomers. We came of age in an era with two-income families. Yeah, I mentioned that. Lots of divorce rising. If you remember, one of the one of the most heart-wrenching movies uh, that won pretty sure it won the Oscars, was, uh, with Meryl Streep, um, and is it Dustin Hoffman? Kramer vs. Kramer. And it was just about people, uh, realizing they needed to divorce. And now we're just so used to, to, to mentioning it like it's so casual. But back then, like the whole thing was about, the whole movie was about that decision because it was just such a hard thing and such a big deal back then. Like, think back if you're Gen X, how many, you know, did your parents divorce during that time? How many kids did you know whose parents were separated? We didn't know many, right? That happened more later on. Women were joining the workforce in larger numbers. That's for sure. I I remember my own mom going back to work when I was around nine. Uh, she went back to teach, and I remember how big a deal that was for the whole family because it just disrupted this whole, as I said, this whole sort of Archie Bunker kind of thing going on, where you know she she was sort of expected to just cook and clean and have dinner ready at a certain time, and and uh, all of a sudden she had a schedule she had money to decide to buy things or do things differently. She could uh, have more independence, she could stand up to things that she couldn't before. And I'm sure for other people, they would remember what other, you know, other ways that that impacted them, that their mom, um, that more women were in the in the workforce. So we are, as it says, independent, resourceful and self sufficient. Yes, definitely. I mean, when you're left to your own devices young, you learn. And so I think that's why during the pandemic, a lot of us are surviving okay. Uh, We're sort of used to being, oh, well, here we go again. We're left on our own. Let's entertain ourselves. So here we are, entertaining ourselves on uh, TikTok, I guess. Many in this generation display a casual disdain for authority and structure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's that, uh, casual disdain because there's, uh, there was a departure, you know, in this generation from, uh, that sort of old school father knows best, um, patriarchal kind of culture. Like we rebelled against that. We didn't, we didn't benefit, um, a lot of us didn't feel we benefited from it, or we saw through it, or we actually f- found that some aspects of that were, uh, were painful to us, so we didn't, we learned not to bow down to, uh, to our bosses, or a lot, of, a lot of us are entrepreneurs, actually. A lot of us wanted to be our own boss. Um, the first generation to grow up with computers technologies woven into our lives yeah I mean as the as the joke goes we were we we managed to do all our crazy stuff before there was the internet to put up pictures and and catch you in the act of anything embarrassing you did in the 70s and 80s at a party or even early 90s we but we still grew up with computers so I remember um My dad was a teacher, so he worked at the high school and he, he got permission to bring home the Commodore 64, uh, for my brother and I to try to learn and use over, over the holiday, over the summer holidays. And that started when, um, maybe around 1980. So my brother learned very early to work on computers and to program. And, you know, he made it all the way to, you know, uh, going out to Seattle with the tech boom and being hired and working for Disney and, and now for Google. So that's just such a Gen X story, you know? For me, um, I had to learn, um, along the way with email, with, uh, you know, learning the difference between, um, PC and, uh, and a Mac. I didn't know how to copy and paste anything, <laughs> I remember. Like, all of all of that computer stuff that I now do and multitask in multitasking was, was all learned when I was maybe 30 and over. But, um, you know, a lot of people did start earlier with Gen X to learn computers, but now it's just, you know, we're some sort of weird hybrid, you know? So Gen X is also ambitious and eager to learn new skills, but we want to accomplish things on our own terms. Yeah, that's true. And members of Generation X work to live rather than live to work. Yes. I think, I think you know, we, we saw our own parents um, working really hard and where there was so much emphasis on work that i think a lot of us felt compelled to make sure that we had a better work-life balance than our parents did um we started to introduce the idea of you know a solid work-life balance into the workforce so you know we watched members of our you know our parents are either the silent generation or the baby boomers turn into workaholics in a workforce that encouraged long hours and a grind, you know? And instead of totally adopting that mindset, Gen X tried to seek um, more of a balance, or tried to find uh, a way that your work would be fun or that it didn't feel like work. And we introduced, uh, our generation introduced the, um, just different work schedules like taking more time off four day weeks uh you know working from home a little bit more like we were trying to find a little more flexibility and freedom within within our work lives so i wonder how much of that you can relate to as well if you're a gen xer all right let's play you some more fun movie themes and music Bye. enjoyed those tunes. I'm having a lot of fun making these. I think I'm going to do more Gen X shows because there's so much great stuff to remember and share. So some other interesting tidbits about us Gen X people. Um, Generation X is more direct. Professionals from Gen X are more direct than Millennials or Gen Z, meaning they appreciate having more open and honest conversations. Uh, because Gen X we don't really care about niceties. You know we predate this whole political correctness movement where everybody started to be scared to say anything and scared to what to call everybody and sometimes there's problems with that Uh, it can be insensitive but other times there's 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 just an ease there's something more relaxed uh, when not everybody's every so worried about that. Um, What's another trait? Uh, Gen X professionals tend to embrace feedback and don't let negative feedback keep them up at night as much. I don't know about that one. I think there's plenty of anxiety in Gen X, just like anyone else, but um, mm -hmm. yes, Gen Xers are more adept to collaborate. Yeah. Speaking of Gen Xers' relationship with technology, the lack of the lack of internet and tech schools in their early lives positively affected the ways in which they conduct business and form relationships now. Um, they were adults by the time smartphones came into play, and so those years, without uh, a screen to turn to for every answer, allowed them to turn to the importance of interpersonal skills. So, as a result, Gen X are able to make strong, stronger connections and collaborate more naturally. Yeah, I'd say that's true. We, you know, when you talk about phones, I mean, when I grew up, it was in the country and there was a landline and it was a shared, was a party line. So our entire road shared one telephone line. So you had to pick up the phone and, you know, see that there wasn't already somebody talking on it. And then, (laughs) I mean, just think of the privacy issues that now that we would think of compared to then. But I remember being... I don't know, maybe five and I picked up the phone and I could hear my neighbor across the road who used to babysit us talking to a friend she was about five six years older than me and I really liked her and I heard her talking and I picked up the phone and she was already talking and I felt like oh crap I'm already eavesdropping and I didn't know so I, I sort of froze I didn't know what to do and then she heard me breathing for about 30 seconds she's like Kathy is that you I said yes she said okay hang up the phone now <laughs> that's how we grew up not having these personalized computers on our in our pockets you know and then i think i think the line went private where it was our own telephone line landline still maybe by the time i was nine or ten maybe and then still like you were stuck wherever the telephone cord would take you and they weren't very long like if you remember Later, later, uh, later on, early 80s, there were all kinds of things with extended telephone cords that you could walk all over the place. And then because nothing was wireless, that's that's a lot later, baby, you know, so you were waiting by the phone. Somebody said, yeah, let's do something. You waited by the telephone. We don't do that anymore. And you know, that thank goodness is liberating, though, isn't it? Because you want to make plans with somebody you're not stuck waiting by the telephone in your house all day you can still get things done um, but it also having a phone on us and this expectation that you're supposed to be available to people instantaneously you know 24 7 makes you feel like you don't have you know full freedom or privacy whereas um, before if there was a landline well if you were out There was no way for you to know someone called, so you were free in your head, you know, nobody could bug you. So, uh, yes, and then by the time we got to uh, dating and stuff, same thing, you had to ask people. Oh my God, imagine that. You had to actually get up the courage to ask somebody out in person, go to dances, stuff like that, go to the movies. It wasn't this hookup culture over texting that we have now. And I, I actually wish we would go back to something more traditional when it comes to dating because I think, I think it's made a mess um, how avoidant people can be behind a screen, how rude or, or um, fetishy or how creepy people can be from behind a screen. And it's harder for the sincere people to feel each other out um, when everything's done over the computer. And finally... Our generation is more likely to quote Star Wars than the Bible. <laughs> that is so true. And so, on that note...
2: guest star Mr. Steve Martin To get things started, on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational. This is what we call
1: the Muppet Show.
3: Green smoke.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, and uh, welcome for the moment to the Muppet Show. Uh, listen, I really feel bad about this, but I have a special announcement. Hey, maybe we've gotten lucky at last. Yeah, maybe tonight's show's been canceled. (laughs) Uh, Tonight's show has been canceled. Have I died and gone to heaven? (laughs) Uh, Well, you see, I just realized I misread my calendar. Uh, Tonight we're scheduled to audition new acts for the show, so I'm really sorry, but there will not be a Muppet show tonight. Uh, you can all stay and watch the auditions, but of course I'm not sure there'll be anything very exciting. When has the rubber been? <laughs> uh, okay, you two, take the night off. Uh, now, we might as well bring up the house lights and say goodnight to everybody. Uh-oh. Special thanks for Mr. Steve Martin. Uh, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been for me not being on your show tonight. And if there's anybody left watching, we'll see you next time on the Muppet Show. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but, but different. <laughs> that was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. It. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was him away. Hey,
1: boo. Picture.
0: Our Gen X show the first of maybe others to come because it, there's too much great stuff to share I hope you enjoyed all the memories that this brought back for you and if you do want to write to me and want me to include a song or you have an anecdote or something you remember please message me with it that would be awesome so I'm uplifted I hope you are too and I hope you have a wonderful week if you want to reach me for any reason um for readings or help with anything or buy my book you can reach me at river-rain.com or clairvoyant medium katherine allen on facebook over and out
1: because I refuse to come back as a bug or as a rabbit. You know, you're a real up person.